what's the effect of CBD, cannabidiol, on COVID-19? Hear his story, I think is so important. Tobacco, it's called Pirate's Den. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the FLW Podcast. We are so excited to have another amazing leader on the show. My name is Cody DeGraff. I'm here with my co-host, Gabriel Klingman. Hey, what's up, everyone? Just a quick reminder, we do this for you guys. So if you guys can just hit that subscribe button, it would mean the world to us. Awesome. So today on the show, guys, we have an amazing dude. Um, He is actually one of a dear friend of mine, and uh, his name is Dr. Eric Mitchell. Now, for those of you who don't know him, he's a world-renowned surgeon. He's performed thousands of surgeries and operations on multiple people, including professional athletes, which is unbelievable. One of those being uh, Kobe Bryant, I believe. And um, also, what? he is yep. a, a former colonel in the United States Army, so I just appreciate your service uh, to our country. That really uh, means the world to us. Um, he's also the president and founder of HCI, which we're going to get into a little bit. It's all about hemp oil and what's going on in this generation with that. And um, in addition to all that, he's also an author and an amazing one at that. You can pick up his book on Amazon. It's called The Flow of Life and uh, Keeping Your Dreams Alive, which I can't wait to talk a little bit more about that. And I believe you have another book coming out here pretty soon as well, Eric. Yes. Yes, I do. And uh, it's all done. And it's a compilation of of some of the 720 daily blogs that I did for two consecutive years in a row. Yeah, that's commitment. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I want to start off kind of by asking you a question about this picture I have here. Um, You know, this is going back to your college years. I'm just curious, what is going on in this picture? Can you explain this a little bit to us? Sure. That picture is from the uh, United States versus Philadelphia uh, basketball, the very first Liberty Bell Classic. And that was held in Philadelphia. And we took all the players in Philadelphia from the Big Five and we matched up against the United States of America. Um, and we had a number of All-Americans as well as we had the number one draft choice in the United States of America. Uh, at that time, his name is Austin Carr. And he was, the, they still call him Mr. Cavalier. So we played and I was the MVP. So Wow, that's amazing. amazing. Now, in addition to all this, obviously your book is phenomenal. I, I've, I've actually read it a few years back when you handed it to me and... Um, it's just unbelievable. And for those of you who don't know or have read this book, you can pick it up on Amazon. Now, can you kind of give us a little bit of a synopsis of the book? Frank Fuqua was a basketball player, assistant coach yep. that had gone to, to Maryland University. And after the first day of practice, he says, uh, son, how would you like to be a competitive collegiate basketball player? And that was very, very, you know, it didn't say whether you'd be good or bad, a competitive. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. He says, are you willing to stay 30 minutes every day after practice? I said, yeah. So he says, okay. Now, I didn't hesitate, and he didn't hesitate. He spent every, every practice 30 minutes, and by the time I finished, he was my, he had my six. Mm. A week later, he says, where do you live, son? I said, I live in Capitol Heights. He said, I live next town over. I had, a, I, had a, I had a limousine ride home every night thereafter, okay? It wasn't a limousine, but for me it was. 100%. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I didn't have to take this thumb and make it work, okay? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, again, so that was my basketball sojourn. And it's, it was no different than, you know, I talked with a doctor, Dr. Bonavita. Um, Dr. Bonavita Goldman is down in Florida, and he was ahead of me. He was the smartest guy I knew in my dorm. We had the best house, but they all helped me. 
especially when I was on the road for four or five days playing games in green in Bowling Green, okay, in Indiana, you know, and Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. And you get back to school and you and everybody's had the chordate morphogenesis examination and you know, I have to go do a makeup. And so, you know, we have to go up the hill to the biology lab, open up my cap and go through every muscle and bone in the cat for me to pass this exam. And so they were my teachers, Dave Robleski and, and Ed Ladarchek. They were all part of my success. You don't you don't ever make it in this world on your own, okay? Mm-hmm. So so you know I then got into the number one medical school in the country. So I dedicated my life and stayed there for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. So that's what the book's about. The book's about my journey. We have we have little time on this in this world, and that's why we can't waste it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we, you know, you know that very well, Gabriel, yes. is that you can't waste that time. That time is precious, precious. If we hit one person through this podcast and make one person a difference, okay, I'll tell you a funny little story that I used to do. I used to visit schools and give them talks, and I would wear my white coat in, and I said, "Who am I?" And these are seventh graders. They said, "You're a doctor." I said, "Right." And I would take the white coat off, mm-hmm. and I have my uniform, my colonel uniform on. I said, who am I now? I said, you're the colonel. You're, you're, you're a soldier. I said, right. And I'll take that off and have a basketball jersey on. I said, who am I now? They said, you're a basketball player. <laughs> then I take, take that off, mm-hmm. just plain white shirt, undershirt. I said, who am I now? And they would be confused. I said, mm-hmm. I'm just like you. I'm totally using that, but that that's amazing. That is amazing. That's unbelievable. From hearing your story and hearing your progress and how the things you've overcome, it seems like I don't I may be reading too much into this, but it seems like naturally you kind of lean towards a leadership role. And whether that's the official position or that's the leader within you always coming out between a doctor, a colonel, even the story on how you progressed as a basketball player. Do you think that's more natural for you or do you think that's something you've learned? Well, I think we learn. These are attributes that we learn. Okay. I had a very strong father. Okay. That, um, had self-respect. Okay. That had admiration for, for other people and wanted that same respect from them. You know, you have to understand that I grew up in a segregated society. When I started school, I went to segregated schools. Wow. Okay? That's that's crazy. And when I was making my first Holy Communion in the Catholic Church, okay, um, they wanted my sister and I to walk in the back of the line. Wow. Okay? So, um, but my father wrote my mission of equality then. I outlined it in my book. He wrote my mission of equality because he wrote John Patrick A. O'Boyle was the Archbishop of Washington, D.C., and the surrounding suburbs. And he said, you know, God created us all in his likeness and image. Yeah. And I expect you as the vicar mm-hmm. of this diocese to make sure that my children take their respective place in line. Mm-hmm. And so we did. Come on. Okay? Wow. And, and despite that, that plaque on the last pew in the church that said colored, okay, guess where we said every Sunday, Gabriel? Guess where we said every Sunday? You guys sat up front. The very front row. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. that's amazing. And so, so you understand, that branded me right there. Mm-hmm. And we said, Daddy, why we got to always sit up, way up front? Come on. And he says, sometimes yeah. you have an overemphasize a point yep. to make a point. Mm. Wow. So. so 
now with all that being said, um, the leader that you are is amazing. And I've had the privilege of sharing the stage with you, um, speaking at conferences. And I always got so excited whenever you came up and spoke because just the stuff that you talked about was just unbelievable. Like we are right now. And, um, you know, now being a leader though, um, cause that's what we talk about a lot on this podcast is leadership. Um, what are some of the hardest things that you think you've been able to, ex- or that you've had to experience with leadership? Um, I, I think leadership, I think you, you want to, you have to want to be there. You have to want to participate. You want to win. And, you know, Michael Jordan made everybody on his team a little better. That's what a leader really does. Come on. Okay. And so, you know, my, what can I do to, to make myself better and the team as a whole better? Leaders have to contribute. Leadership is not a title. Okay. Right. It, it, it's a job. It's a job for you to participate, and you have to make. I've had two oh six commands, not one, but two oh six commands where I was designated as the leader. But what I always was, I was always the first one down to do the PT test. I was always the first one there. You have to lead by example, and that's what leadership is: leading by example, doing the things that that people think, you know, uh, that that they're above. Oftentimes, okay. So you have to you have to. But leadership is not something that that pops up is something that you have to work at. So with that being said, um, what are some of your core values when it comes to leadership? Keeping your word. Mm. Keeping, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, a man is only as good as his word. Now, that's what my father, you know, always professed. Mm. You know, too bad you all talked about, Cody talked earlier about someone having a dispute and, uh, you know, in a lawsuit. And, you know, um, that's trying to go through a system, but the system should really start with the value of I gave you my word and that should be enough. Okay. But today we want contracts on top of contracts, indemnities on top of indemnities, you know, all those things. So we've lost some of that in, in, uh, in the morass. Yeah. Kind yeah. of, do you think like the leadership as a whole within the country is like not individual leaders, but as a whole, is has slowly degraded. Well, yeah, but it starts at the very top. Mm. Okay, when you have, I'm very, very disappointed as a retired colonel, mm. and I still am a colonel. My behavior as a colonel needs to carry on no matter what I do. Yeah. So now, being being in the medical field, being a doctor, you obviously are very diverse, and you understand um, just the important values of just the medicine that we use. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what you've created. Obviously you've created a vitamin uh, CBD, uh, CBD. And just, can we just talk a little bit about your company and just everything that you're doing and just hemp and hemp oil and what, how revolutionary is this in our culture right now? Let's start back with the, uh, with the whole story uh, of cannabis sativa L. Yeah, sure. This is the whole plant was cannabis sativa L. Now, there are two parts of that plant. One is called hemp, and the other one is called industrial cannabis. And industrial cannabis is when you have more than 0.3% by weight of THC. So, so they criminalized it. They, well, they, they, they vilified it. And then in 19, 1970, President Nixon criminalized it. Wow. Through a presidential executive order. He made cannabis sativa L, the whole plant, the whole species, wow. 
taking all the lemon trees and 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 saying that they're no that they're there you can't use them taking all the apple trees and and forbidding people to use them because they could make alcohol or cider or things yeah. like that so they took this plant cannabis sativa l and made it a federal crime wow now it has gone through and incarcerated millions and millions of people unfortunately 85% of those are black and brown people huh interesting which is which is another fact until December the 20th of 2018, it was a federal crime. Now, the Farm Bill of 2018, when the president signed it, it made, th- it made hemp a gang, less than 0.3, yeah. and then it made the, the medical cannabis or quote-unquote marijuana still a federal crime. Mm-hmm. Now, now, there are 33 states now that have medical programs that allow you to use medical cannabis as an alternative medical component and we have 11 12 states now plus washington dc that have legalized it gone above the federal and gone from the to the sovereignty of each state Mm -hmm. and they have passed last friday maine started their uh, cannabis program that was passed over four years ago wow but governor lepage says not on my watch and so (laughs) he retarded that until now and uh, then I think it opened up on Friday and they had some lines going around the block. Yeah. But I've been dealing with cannabis, with medical cannabis and hemp for the last eight years. Yeah. I was giving out certificates because the Maine has had a program for alternative medicine for 21 years. That's something. Started in 1995 in, in California. Yeah. Do- Dr. Micaria, let's take our hats off to him. He was the first one through the door, and he got all the bullets and the arrows because he was fighting for a couple young men that had AIDS. Mm-hmm. And none of the commercial pharmaceutical components worked. And he knew that, that cannabis would work. Yeah. And he got the first Proposition 215 passed in California in 1996. Oregon followed in 1997. The state of Washington followed in 1998. Alaska and Maine followed in 1999. So Maine has had an alternative medical program since 1999. Now, for the, so when I finished my surgical career or doing my surgical career of 25, 28,000 surgeries, what, what was important is that I always respected the respect, had respect for the narcotics and only gave five days of narcotics. After that, we would find something else. Now, things, when they created Oxycontin and, and uh, hydrocodone and other narcotics and the barbiturates, it got so out of hand that we were losing 50 to 100,000 people, 50 to 70,000 people a year in, uh, for, for death, you know, because of, yeah. of the uh, opioid epidemic. Wow. So yeah. when I finished my surgical career, I actually gave up my DEA license the drug enforcement agency, I gave my license up and I went and started giving certificates for people to use to get off of the narcotics. Mm. My Uh, mom used to, she had a whole bunch of surgeries and she went, got, um, the doctors gave her a bunch of narcotics. She was addicted to Vicodin for years Yes, and she transitioned off from that to, um, to literally to marijuana and like made a transition, took away the pain and it just completely changed her life. That's what I did. That's what I did, you know, for, for five years consecutively before I went into and realizing 
that there was still a big stigma on and for for medical cannabis that mm-hmm. we call marijuana. But I was able to get people off of Percocet and Vicodin and uh, Valium and all of these things by virtue of giving them a card. When you have a Schedule One drug, you cannot prescribe it. Wow. Yeah. It was only a certificate. Yeah. of authorization that you were that you had tried the, conver- the conventional pharmaceuticals and they weren't working. Yeah. So you could go to an alternative program. And so that's what I did. Now, now you have some products over here that you've actually created yourself. Um, can you share a little bit about those products? Okay. Let, let me tell you first and foremost, I had to learn what the products were. I had to understand. I understand that CBD, cannabidiol, was bigger than THC. So yes. my, my, my first cousin and I, we formulated a company called Hemp Commodities Industries. Yeah. Okay. And we wanted to take the hemp plant and re and, and renaissance it, put it back into the fields. So what we did is we went and farmed. I went and went from orthopedic surgeon to farmer. And there's a YouTube, okay, roll your own where you can see me in the field planting, um, growing, harvesting, Okay, and bucking and the, the, all the all the steps I wanted to go because I never learned how to do a total hip arthroplasty or total hip replacement by reading a book. Mm-hmm. I I had I had to go through the process multiple times. You do it, yeah, yeah. So so I did it. So I was committed to do it, and it took about seventeen hours a day, you know, for oh, for for one hundred and twenty plus days in order to get that done. But what what has come out of it uh, was the fact that you know we created a whole line of of uh of products to help to address what's known as the the endocannabinoid system now i gotta explain this to you sure that the endocannabinoid system was first discovered in 1992 1992 dr and a bunch of researchers at nih described the endocannabinoid system it's just like your digestive system your neurological system Okay, your um, your um, respiratory system, all of these different systems. And this was another one that they didn't teach me in medical school because I was already 18 years out of medical school. Okay, (laughs) but there was a moratorium as a as a federal crime. So it wasn't taught in medical schools at all. Interesting. Even as as of 2018, 87 percent of allopathic medical school, MD medical schools, mm-hmm. and DO medical schools did not teach about the endocannabinoid system. Why would you teach something that's illegal? Huh. So, so we didn't have a collective knowledge. So I'm convinced that people are in cannabinoid deprivation. Now we make two, we make two cannabinoids in our body, anandamide and 2-AG. Now 2-AG is a shortened for, for some long, long word, but 2-AG and an anamide are made in our body. So what? So what? We still make a little bit of vitamin D with the sun hitting our skin, but we still have to supplement it because we wear clothes now. And we don't get enough sunlight, right. so we have to use a supplement. And this is why this is where I'm going. And I believe that all of the cannabinoids that are now THC, CBD, CBC, CBG, CBN, are all cannabinoids that work. On this auto, um, this auto regulatory neurotransmitter system. Okay, it it's bigger than you ever could think it it to be, but very 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 important. 
So what we did is after we farmed the hemp and made it into biomass, I started formulating products in order to get that into people's system. Now, Cannabis Sativa L works on the endocannabinoid system, and we have what's known as CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors in different parts of our body. CB2 receptors in the bone are bone-stimulating. Interesting. I went down and I met with a Dr. Rosen at Maine Medical Center Research Institute in Scarborough. Yeah. We have a project going to prove that because, don't forget, we've been under prohibition. We've been under criminalization. So the research from 1970 up until December of 2018 has been banished, has, has been, I mean, there's even Supreme Court situations where people have tried to study this plant that's yeah. been around for 8,000 years. Right. And, we, and, and they, they have not been able to study it. Only one institution under the, under the Criminalization Act was allowed to grow hemp or, or cannabis. Yeah. And that was the University of Mississippi. They had a cannabis plantation and the research only at the University of Mississippi. Now, research is tumbling out of every orifice going today because we're looking at it even of what's the effect of CBD, cannabidiol, on COVID-19. Mm. Yeah. Is wow. The Israelis are using inhalational CBD right now to treat to treat COVID-19 because the, this endocannabinoid system has the ability to regulate, to regulate the amount of autoimmune uh, charges. Now, in, when, when I say that, the body has a, an immune system. Yeah. Our immune system has T cells, it has B cells, it has macrophages, it has monocytes, it has lymphocytes, and all these things work to protect our body. Yeah. And what we're finding right now is that most of the diseases that we're talking about, let's talk about obesity. It's a low-grade chronic inflammation. Let's talk about diabetes. It's a low-grade chronic inflammation. Let's talk about dementia. It's a low-grade chronic inflammation. Interesting. Okay? And now, if you have a fire department and all your firemen are out of the firehouse treating treating low-grade smolding fires, you could lose the firehouse. Mm. Okay? And yet, you know, this is something that we really have to understand that our immune system is not working. And AARP has a five-part series right now, AARP, on, yeah. on, our, on our 50-year-old immune system. Because we have taken in so many more uh, insecticides and pesticides and, and just all the air that we breathe that we challenge our immune system every day. Mm-hmm. And so this system comes and COVID-19 comes along. It basically attacks our system. We can't respond to it until we call out the stormtroopers. And the stormtroopers are called cytokines. And these cytokines is like... Call in the fire department. Your neighbor calls the fire department because they see some smoke coming out your kitchen window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a pan fire mm-hmm. that you can put out with a little baking soda or, or what. But the fire department arrive. They drive up on your front yard. They break down your front door, and they have all the hoses, and they do $10,000 on that $10 for that $10 frying pan. Yeah. That's, wow. what, that's what cytokines do. 
they get in and get into our lung and they tear the lung apart. And that's where that's why so many respirators are being used for COVID-19. It's a late response. It's a late response of our immune system, not to give up on us, but to try to help us. And at the same time, do a certain amount of damage. Coming from, you know, a doctor's perspective, how concerned should we be about everything that's going on with COVID-19 right now? I mean, do you have any specific advice that you could give us on that? Yeah, don't get it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, that, pretty, amen. that's pretty good yeah. advice right and, mm. and that's basically talking about <laughs> yeah. well well here's what they here's what they know um, now remdesivir was was supposedly help and now the world health organization has done a study and said remdesivir is not doing what not changing any of the outcomes okay the steroids are certainly helping but steroids have a lot of side effects and i, I want to bring the conversation back to what can we do mm. right now Yes. Okay. Yeah. My credo for for every night that I do a podcast, every night I do a video podcast on Facebook, and I said, "Have you had your daily vitamin CBD to help reduce the chronic inflammation in your body to help support your immune system?" Yes. Yeah. Okay. Come on, come that, on. That's the that's the essence. And what we now I to start developing it, and I found out that CBDA which is the acid form of CBD. Everybody can, you can go to the gas station now and buy CBD, okay? Because hemp seed oil is from the fertilization of the female plant that makes a seed. CBD is a resin that comes out of the female plant that must not, cannot be fertilized. Wow. Okay? Now let me say that again, because if we're going to make one or two points, Hemp seed, if, if the hemp plant is fertilized, it makes seeds with the female. Okay, yep. And you can press those and get hemp seed oil. Now, hemp seed oil is nothing new, okay? Right. In, in 1941, Henry Ford, remember that guy? Oh, yeah, of course. He made it all hemp car. Interesting. And guess what it ran on? I already gave you the answer. It's got to be hemp. S- yeah, CBD hemp oil. oil. But, right, hemp seed oil, yeah. the biofuel. Right. That's 1941. That's amazing. Okay. So so that's the revelation that we have to get. We have to pick up. Yeah. Okay. Now, today, 17% of Mercedes and BMWs are made of hemp. What? Okay. Explain that. What do you mean they're made all, of hemp? All of the door panels yeah. are not, not, no longer plastic or steel. Yeah. They're hemp because hemp is twice as strong as steel and 20% lighter. What? That's amazing. This is mind-blowing. Well, it's it's about educating. It's about... It's about learning the essence because so much of this is piled, is, co- is, is covered up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? They're, they're even all hemp planes now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, hemp, don't forget, we had to, we could not grow hemp in this country mm-hmm. for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? All of our hemp for our thread came out of Australia. Yeah. Okay? Wow. And now, when 1937, when they put this ban, put this tax on marijuana... We got into a war in 1941-42. They lifted the ban on hemp in 1943. You know why? We were making ships to go out to sea. But once you go into the dock, what do you need? Something called rope. And we didn't have any hemp to grow rope because we imported all of our hemp from the Philippines. And in 1943, my father was in the Philippines fighting the Japanese. Wow. So they lifted, they put up 
victory, you know, the, the victory signs, you know, be American, grow hemp. Mm. And, and, they, and they subsidized it, and they put the tax back on the hemp back in 1945 once we had enough rope. This is crazy. Right. There's, you are doing an amazing job at education. Um, and clearly, Cody and I are learning so much through this, as well as everyone listening to this podcast, I'm sure. Jeez, I'm crazy. Well, that's, that's where we have to lift. You know, we got to lift all boats. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. Gotta, I yeah. absolutely appreciate yeah. that. And with that, and also to kind of take it in a slightly different angle, the idea of lifting all boats. Um, earlier in this podcast, you had mentioned that some of the attributes, you, like your core values for leadership was being honest, being truthful, keeping your word, right? Yes. What are some of the others or are there others um, that you believe are diehard, absolutely make or break qualities of a good leader? I put down and I write in the book dedication and determination. Mm -hmm. And I call it Mitchell's double D and it's not a hamburger. Okay. <laughs> and that double D is dedication. You have to dedicate yourself mm -hmm. to it. You have to be a student of it. Okay. And what George Zelicky, who is one of the premier, you know, uh, modern day, uh, multi-level marketing guys, he's done all kind of leadership situations mm -hmm. say you, that you have to master, you have to get mastery. Yeah. And that when you start something out from the beginning, you, 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 you're, you're dipping and you're dabbing, you're not. Yeah. But, but what I've done is immersed myself, okay? So a leader immerses his or herself into the subject matter so that they can speak with impunity, Okay, not supposition, not hyperbole, but with supposition. Yeah. And so that's the first thing I had to do. What I, did, I went through every step of farming this, from growing the seeds to the seedlings, to planting it, to harvesting it, to bucking it, okay, to distillation of it. So that makes, I believe it makes me better. It makes HCI, the company, better, okay? And determination, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many, obstacles that we've had put in front of us. Okay? I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Multiple, multiple, yeah. multiple uh, obstacles. And every day, and I know there's going to be some more, mm -hmm. okay? But that's not going to deter you from your mission mm -hmm. because you have to have all in. And Cody, you probably heard me talk about this. Mind, heart, and gut. Mm -hmm. Those things yep. have to be in sync, if, you know, if, if the mind's thinking it and it ain't in your heart, it, it ain't going to happen. Your gut is your reptilian brain. Mm -hmm. When you feel it in your gut and don't pay attention to it, you're going you're gonna to suffer the, the consequences thereof. Yeah. So it's mind, heart, and gut. And all of them have to be in sync. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then you're all in. And that's one of the articles that you know in my book about being all in. That's amazing. And and I just want to remind everybody that's watching this podcast or listening to this podcast uh, to pick up the flow of life, pick up the um, Eric's book. It's unbelievable. Um, absolutely, I feel like right now we're getting a sample of all the golden stuff that's from that book. Um, and you know, I want to kind of dive into it regarding personal development. Um, other than your book, obviously, do you do you? obviously you work on personal de development for yourself. Is there any like books that you'd recommend to our audience right now um, outside of your own? Well, in my phone, I have 540 books <laughs> that, that I have read. I thought I had a lot. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, they tell me that it's 540. Um, and I'm, and I'm a dyslexic, so I don't read. I listen. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And so, you know, in my 18th sojourn running up and down the East Coast, I could chew up a book, two or three books a week. And and there's some great book. There's some great, great books. But here's here's two of them. I'll give you two. Sure. It's called Willful Blindness. Mm. Yep. Now think about that. Willful blindness. That's number one. That's interesting. And and uh the, the other one, um I, I read all of Malcolm Gladwell's book. Okay, what the dog saw, blink, okay. Um the uh, the other one is um, after is predictably irrational. Huh. I've Pre- read that one. Yeah. very very good book. Yeah, yeah, we we tend to be predictably irrational. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. even when we know the answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, another one is called the Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Don't you, I've heard of that one. I have heard of that one. Yeah, you, you got You have to read it because we're in the middle of a black swan right now. Interesting. Okay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, I can go on for, for hours. Oh, and I believe days. it. Yeah. No, okay. let's talk about, okay, let's dive into your products. I want to learn more about these products that you have here. Okay. Um, so, so what we did is um, um, my research development, as I said, I have a fellowship in research. So I understand that you have to do things and it has to be reproducible. Yeah. I mean, you do it one time and you can't say hurrah. You have to reproduce it over and over and over again. So you can take a hypothesis and it becomes theory once you can do it. And other people can do it and get the same results, okay? So, um, you know, and they, they, they claim Edison failed a thousand times before he got the light bulb. Right. He says, I didn't fail at all. He says, I just found a thousand ways it didn't work. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. So it's how, it's how you approach this. Yep. So, so what I have here is I have what's known as, as two-path, okay? Now, the first thing I did is I said, this is an essential substance, so let's make it a vitamin. Now, I had the audacity, okay, that I have uh, to name it as a vitamin. And I believe it is a vitamin because, and I did it on the first day that they signed, the same day they signed the bill. So I don't think, I don't think anybody's ahead of me, okay? But before that, before uh, August the 20th of 2018, it was a federal crime. Mm. Yeah. On December the 18th, uh, on December 20th of 2018, it became legal again. So I named it as a vitamin of the endocannabinoid system, okay? And I and I and I trademarked it. Mm-hmm. This is a this is another rendition thereof. It's called Two Path, and it deals with CBD cannabidiol and the acid form, which is known as CBDA. Yeah. Now, if you go back three years, CBD was the big rage. The big rage now is CBDA. What will be the big rage tomorrow? The big rage tomorrow is probably going to be CBG. Interesting. CBG yeah. is the precursor for all the other 140 cannabinoids. CBG is the precursor for all the other. It, it makes your, your THCA, your CBDA, your CBCA, so forth and so on. Those are the top three. Those are the top three that are known most because don't forget we've been in prohibition. Mm. We haven't it's been able until to recently, yeah, yeah, exactly. right in, until recently, yes. So CBG, I got some 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 uh, organic biomass coming right now that's supposed to be in, in high in CBG, and I'm going to see what I can do with it on my on my workbench. Mm. I have a laboratory that I go into and I work and I do combinations, and and that's why that's what when I created Two Path and Two Path is equal part CBD or greater portion of CBDA. Wow. Now, That's amazing. It's, it's because we have two 
physiological pathways to to the to reducing inflammation. The CBDA works through what's known as the cyclooxidase pathway. Okay, not so important as long as you if you ever taken Motrin or Endocin or Aleve, that's the chemical pathway that okay. they yeah. use. Now, what we have is we have a botanical. You know the difference between a pharmaceutical and a botanical? They make it up. They, they make the chemistry okay, up, yeah, okay? They put some carbon and hydrogen and nitrogen, and they make up the compound. Botanical is a natural, you know, Mother Nature made that up, okay? So we're taking Mother Nature, Mother Nature's juice, and giving it to our bodies. Which makes sense. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that seem to make sense that we would actually have something that was designed for us to be coexisting with rather than creating something not necessarily designed for that. That's right. Well said, Cody. That's exactly the, my, my point is let's look at the normal. The, we have the cannabinoids in our body. We make two of them. Yeah. They're called exo- endogenous. That means we make them. And that's an anamide and 2-AG. Okay. Here we have this from a plant standpoint that has been ostracized, vilified, and criminalized for the last 70 years. So That's crazy. Uh, I want you to be crazy. Okay? That's crazy. Yeah. That sounds like a conspiracy. Like, <laughs> if it wasn't <laughs> real, it would, it would make a great I'm show. I'm sure there's a hundred so conspiracies out of that whole idea. I'm sure, I'm sure as well, okay? Not to get into all that. Yeah. But anyway, let's look at uh, my other, one of my other products, but it's taking advantage of a pharmaceutical process known as nano emulsification. Does okay. that leave you weak? Nano. What's nano? Nano means small. Yep. And when you can take something from 100 microns to 5 microns, okay, you have the bioavailability and the bioabsorption increases by a, by a exponential. Yeah. Increases fourfold. Fivefold, wow. okay, and that's what we have here, and this is, and they're good, and they're yummy, okay. This is the wild Maine blueberry nano emulsified gummies. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, and so, and the reason that this is the hot ticket today is because we are taking. 20 milligrams and getting 20%, that's 4 milligrams that yeah. you normally would get. Here, the bioavailability is 80%. So you're getting 80% oh, of 20, wow. and that's 16. Wow. Okay, so we normally just get 20% bioavailability. But here, the pharmaceutical world, okay? Now, this is still all natural. This is still all botanical. But we use, you know, uh, ultrasonic components to put... Mix oil and water together, so to speak. Now, if we go to the restaurant and we get some, you know, um, vinegar, uh, uh, oil and vinegar. Yep. And the, the, the oil and vinegar, if you shake it up, that's known as an emulsification. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken Pepto-Bismol? Pepto-Bismol is an anti-diarrhea medicine. And what it says on the bottle? Be sure to shake before you use. Mm-hmm. Because you have to shake it yeah. and make it. To make it a, an emulsion. Now, this emulsion with ultrasonic components uh, pushes everything with a thing called surfactant into small, 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 small little bubbles that can stay in suspension for up to a year. Wow. And we're using that technology for our gummies in order to increase the absorption. 
tell you a little story. I have um, I I have something that you have to understand. It's, it's called a pet treat because all mammals have the endocannabinoid system. Yeah, yeah. And the dog that wants to hide underneath the 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 couch when the lightning goes off or noise or sirens, this is it. Wow, really? This is this helps to control their anxiety. The same thing that we're doing with this is controlling our anxiety. The same thing that we do with Two Path is we're controlling our anxiety. Wow. I had a white paper done and ready to go to the VA. As a retired colonel, you know, post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And the suicide rate in the military is 120% over the normal public. No way. Yes. I did not know that statistic. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, em- it's, it's em- crazy. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a white paper to try to, t- I wanted to do a clinical trial. Now, clinical trials are one to two million dollars. Okay, I didn't have that right then and there, <clears throat> and I was hoping that the VA would come in and help me do ten thousand soldiers and show that this is statistically significant and it has the value proposition of reducing suicides. Yeah, yeah. But covert came in on right. on March the fifteenth. The white paper was due. I was ready to put it up because you know I'm I'm a go getter. Oh. <laughs> And I <laughs> and I I went to get it and and COVID came in. I said, doggone it! I lost one and a half million veterans and soldiers and reservists. Oh, wow. But you know what I gained? Mm-hmm. I gained three hundred and thirty million people, better known as the United States of America. Yeah, the entire U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah. And do you wow. understand? Do you understand that depression has tripled in the United States of America from eight point six percent? to 27.6% wow. in the last nine months. Man. Okay. That's a really and, hard And you want to see an antidepressant? Antidepressant is right here. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay. You want to see an anti-anxiety product for, for our man's best friend? Mm-hmm. That's here, it right there. That's it right here. So, so this is where I've poured science into this. And I believe the hemp commodities industry can top any other, con- any other company because it's physician driven. Right. It's not Wall Street investors driven. Right. It's physician driven. That makes driven. such a big difference. Which yeah. makes sense. Not just difference, like sense, right? Yeah. Well, I don't I, want Wall Street driven. Yeah, <laughs> physician I, driven makes a lot more sense to me. I just I just started my 50th year in medicine. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And and uh so that's my my goal, my aim and my ambition. Yeah. And that's why we can go to daily vitamin CBD mm-hmm. and all 12 13 of our SKUs are on there. You can order online. So we have a, only a help, couple more questions. Um, and this go. is one of the questions that we ask uh, towards the end of every one of our I mean, interviews. We could have 100 more. I know at this about. point, honestly. <laughs> um, and if you were on your deathbed, just we're going to picture this for a minute. Okay? okay. You're on your deathbed and you have some of your closest, the closest people around you. What is the one piece of advice that you're going to leave them with? Could be anything completely out of left field. What's the one thing you're going to leave them with? Do what drives you, and you will never work a day in your life. Mm. Come on. Do what drives you. Do yes. you mind if I ask what drives you? Um, how lucky I've been. Mm. Okay, uh, well, that's what drives me. I mean, I don't have any obligations, major obligations um, that I have to. I raise my children. All my children, all our children are just doing fine um, because of the imp- 
impetus and inference, you know, in that book that you'll read, I put all my father's quotes in and I uh, modeled it after the poem If by Rudyard Kipling. Are you familiar with it? Um, I'm not familiar with that poem. No. Rudyard Kipling wrote a poem, his five stanzas. And let me just give you the first stanza. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and yet blame it on you. Hmm. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowances for their doubting too. If you can be lied about and not deal in lies. If you can be hated and not deal in hate. And yet not look too good nor talk too wise. That's all you got to pay me for the rest. <laughs> I, was like, I was feeling that really I was, strong. I was, I was wow. taken in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it 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 has a couple of the lines that are, that I like to that, you know. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, mm-hmm. if you can think, and not make thoughts your aim. Yeah. If you can take triumph, and disaster, and treat those two imposters just the same. Wow. Then you're a man, my son. That's that's the last line in the poem. Okay. There's there's more to the poem. There's three more three more verses. That we won't, we won't bore you with today. Who's this author one more time? <laughs> uh, Rudyard, Rudyard Kipling. Okay. Rudyard. Uh, yeah, If by Rudyard Kipling. Okay. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to look into that. So, well, Doc, I mean, we are unfortunately running out of time here, but I just wanted to ask you one more question. Okay. Um, All right. What's next, brother? I mean, what, what do you got next going on? Um, next is um, to pass this on to uh, uh, a sustainable um exponential operation okay you, you i just can't keep on doing this in the lab i have to be able to make sure that it's theory and that other people can do it okay that's that's where we're, we're, we're going next is um try to educate the people my job is to be behind this mic teaching people okay um so i've taken time coming out of the lab today but that's okay because it's a it's a we have a bigger mission Okay, because I only can make, you know, so many bottles, you know, for so many people, Mm. but we have major organizations. And so that's that's where that's where we're going. And, uh, you know, I want people to ask that proverbial question. Have you had your daily vitamin CBD to help reduce your inflammation to support your immune system? What an honor it has been for us to be a part of this journey with you, to be a part of this education process. I personally will never forget this. This has been extremely helpful for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay.